last time on Join the Party. Gutenberg invited the LT3 for a sit-down, a real boss fight. He revealed his endgame, automating superhero-dumb with powered people he created. It's the Netflix of superheroes. It's the Uber of saving people, right? The LT3 saw through that shit and then threw down, especially because he lied about having January. Volkani punched and punched and punched. Tuna knocked down a camera that was live streaming the entire fight. Killanova almost died, but didn't. And Multitool filmed Dr. Morrow stepping down as the mayor and admitting to be the secret benefactor behind the LT3. Well, what happens next? Let's get the party started. to be there so like we were all just hanging out right we were inside of like a prison but it was a jail but also instead of bars it was more like a force field that no one could really go through which I didn't really appreciate but we still had all these people together and I guess like it was weird because I didn't know at the time that we were inside of the water but now that I'm thinking about it I did feel a little wobbly like when you're on a sea boat for the first time and your friend's like I own I definitely own this sea boat, and you're not sure if that friend does in fact own the sea boat, but you're going to do it because you, you don't have a lot of experience in your life living in the city to go on the sea boat, and then you get to do it, but then you, uh, you don't stand as well uh, on it as, as you could, so you have to fly away while your friends are having a good time on the sea boat. As the three of you are sitting <laughs> down in Dr. Morrow's living room with Wyvern on a backwards chair... This is the hunting lodge room. So it's like he has managed to sit backwards on an overstuffed leather chair. Like his legs are over the back. He's squatting like Spider-Man or sitting on a stool on the chair. No, 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 it's fully. He's like over it and his wings are like also propping him up a little bit. As he is excitedly trying to tell you what happened. While you three, plus Fritz, plus Dr. Morrow, uh, went to the Vitamin M factory. Okay, Wyvern, I have asked like three times now to get a list of everyone who was there with you. Can you please deliver on that and stop telling me stories about you time you went on your friend's sea boat? <laughs> Wyvern, sing me a sea shanty! Milo's on the couch resting. Milo, please. That's a good question. Let's illustrate uh, Milo for a second. Milo, you are now up to 9 HP, and your entire what? chest is encased in a sort of, like, honeycomb cast. <laughs> as Hive has healed you for 9 HP, but you need to stay really still. And you can't do not move, or you're going to break the honeycomb cast. Can I take little, little bites? Actually, make a dexterity check for me. Okay. <laughs> Five plus oh, buddy. two, four, seven. That's mm. right. I rolled a six. So, yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to tell you not to do that, but you're still just going at it. You're also down to eight hit points because you ate some of your cast, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Milo, we keep telling you. Do we have to put a cone on you like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, Wyvern says, yeah, I was there, and Hive was there, and, uh, like, a bunch of bad guys were there, and, um, yeah, but you couldn't touch the side of it, because then you would get Wyvern, hurt. Wyvern, <laughs> list of people, you besides you and Hive. Uh, okay, fine. We're just mostly interested in the part of the story after you got abducted. Yeah. So, everyone who was missing over the course of this entire arc that we've done here, has now kind of gathered at Dr. Morrow's for like, it's kind of like once your baseball season is over, and if this isn't a Chuck E. Cheese, but imagine you're all kind of coming together. Uh, Maybe for Amanda and Julia, this is after the play is over, and everyone's like a little still like drunk off the fact that it's over, and you can't believe that it finished. 
Yeah, this is less the cast party than the strike, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a really, real weird energy uh, as everyone is kind of walking around, as you're in kind of like the the warm browns and orange light of the hunting lodge room at Dr. Morrow's place. Eric, how's January? January is not here because he is sleeping up in his bed. Good. Good. He deserves it, that sweet little boy. Sweet boy. How hey how do you think all of your characters are doing after all this? After Gutenberg tried to pull one over on you, you started out in your party clothes and now you have done an entire adventure on the other side. How how are all of you feeling? You know how you have some days where you go through life and you get shit done just out of pure spite? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where Val's at right now. You know what's weird? You wrote that, uh, I'm remembering all the way back in episode one, you wrote that down <laughs> on a piece of paper and tacked it <laughs> to, your, to the your board. board. And you're like, I'm always going to remember that. I feel like that's Val all the time. The but extremely here. We're down to the core of Val here. Even more so facing off against Gutenberg and him not even sending his own self to come do the fight. Val's furious. Mm-hmm. Um, bad? Milo feels bad. <laughs> Nice. In a lot of pain, uh, really sore. You know how, like, when you exercise and exercise is horrible and you want to do it for as little as possible, but then you end up doing it and you don't want to ever, ever do it again? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's That's what Milo. But also you got hit in the head by, like, I don't know, a rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool. on the treadmill and then someone punched me in the face. Yep. And then I had to get back on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Aggie has been trying to place the feeling and then sitting there on the like Chesterfield sofa finally does, which is when you're in a huge fight with one of your siblings and then someone makes fun of your sibling and then you have to go take care of that person. And then at the end of it, you've had a fight and you're still in a fight. And that's how she feels <laughs> mm. where it's like, OK, Dr. Morrow was my Dr. Morrow and she was very imperfect. But also I hate that this guy made her do this. She didn't have to do this. And then she did it anyway. And I had this cool friends with me, did a bunch of moves, like so many things about this should have been great. And yet it sucks. And I, this, the whole thing was my idea in the first place. And what if I'm responsible for Milo feeling bad in January, having had a, a single hair on his little head singed uh, and just uh, stewing with just uh, emotion? I think also you can see Fritz is kind of just standing in a corner looking at some books with a mug of something hot. He hasn't said anything over the last few uh, hours since you all kind of reconvened at Dr. Morrow's after coming from the Vitamin M factory. I would like to take a, a moment here and just press pause on this scene. And I would, hey, players, oh, can, okay. can we come oh, up? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm mid-sip. I, oh, 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 no, Aggie. I hope, I hope Aggie, when you come back into Aggie's body, you will spill a liquid all <laughs> over you know her. it's freeze-framed, Eric, because the drop of liquid is right there in the air. It's true. The sommelier <laughs> is currently sneezing. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, players, why don't you come over with me into the other room? Oh, is um, it is sound okay. treated? Uh, No. <laughs> okay, so Brandon's Brandon, uh, can you just like uh, turn off your mic and your video? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so Julia and Amanda come uh, with yeah, me yeah. in the other room. Clump, 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 stump, creak. Still <laughs> clump, 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 clump. Brandon, you doing okay over there? Yeah, I'm doing great. Okay, this is your last chance. Do you want to participate? Fine. Okay, great. When when anyone tells me to, hey, come to my come to this room, I just my default is no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going go to from... that secondary location. <laughs> Interesting. So, Julia, Amanda, are you doing okay? Well, uh, Brandon's going to take a little while for him to come yeah. into the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, on tenterhooks here. Clomp, oh, clomp, 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 slam. Oh, well, good, Brandon. That was a creaky door. Thank you for fixing it. I, I would like to play a little game with you. I think I would love to try to fill in what happened in the other place. Well, you were all taking care of what happened with Gutenberg. I want to talk about what happened at the underwater base run by the People's River. And it is a game I would like to call Bro, You Had to Be There. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Here's how the game works. Wyvern is telling you how everyone got out of the underwater base. Uh, But he has been watching maybe a little bit too much Arrow, a little bit too much of the CW... Uh, maybe a little bit too much by Hero Academia. So his story is pretty gosh darn dramatic. 
we're going to answer some questions to kind of fill in what happened here as Wyvern sets the scene uh, before he actually starts getting in the story. Much like we did during the world building episodes, we're going to answer some questions. We're all going to do it together, but the person who chooses that question will have a final execution on it, and they will figure out what exactly happens here. Oh, fuck okay, yeah, okay. dude. I'm so excited. Yeah, wonderful. this is going to be fun. This is awesome. Wonderful. First things first, though, we all need to decide what the roles of our team would be if we were in an action movie or a heist movie. I think this, since Amanda is here, this is more of a heist. <laughs> what do you think all of our roles would be? I think Julia would still be the muscle. I know this is a Julia and Val overlap. Sure. No, I agree with that. I'm flattered. Yeah. I feel like Brandon would be the tech guy. Again, I know that's a little yeah. on the is nose. Is that too on the nose? But like, or I, are, I mean, Brandon's the Rihanna. That's how we refer to it. The Rihanna. The Rihanna. And then you get to wear a gown and steal jewels. Yeah. I'm into that. The problem is there's no muscle in Ocean's 8. Where was the muscle in Ocean's 8? They're all the muscle, Julia. That's feminism. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. You got me. You got me Put right that there. on a shirt, guys. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Fucking retroactively, marketing team, Ocean's 8, get in here. <laughs> I do want, I want Brandon to say something to me and then I say English, please. And then Brandon says it in like a very <laughs> simplified way. Can you give me a couple roles? Like, can you give me some options here? Sure, yeah. So we have the muscle, the face, the brains, uh, the inside man, the wheels. Uh, the grifter, yeah, like the, the character actor. Like the designated thief, the one who is going to do the steal. Oh, that's Amanda. Amanda's a thief. <laughs> no one suspects Amanda to steal things. Yeah, I'm I'm the one who like does the fake, the like misdirect and the handshake where you actually steal the watch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm the hands. You're the Matt Damon. Got it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yes. Eric, I could see you being the inside person or, yeah, like the character actor. Is that the same? Oh, oh uh, yeah. The Sophie from uh, Leverage. Nice. I think if Julia, so Julia could be the muscle and I can be the face. And then Amanda is the hands and Brandon, you're the tech guy. Yeah. The brain. The brain. I also want to stuff myself into a suitcase. Is that a thing I'm allowed to do? <laughs> yes. We will, we will have to double. The acrobat, yeah. We'll definitely have to double roles at some point. Like Brandon also drives and does <laughs> gymnastics. Great. <laughs> I like that. Okay. The grease man. So I think that Brand. I guess is Brandon the person who's considered the brains here, by default. Yeah, because we have a small. <laughs> sure. We have a small party. Let's do it. All right, Brandon. As the brains, please assign an order of us four going one, two, and three, and four. Okay. Uh, Eric, one. Julia, two. Me, three. Amanda, four. All right. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to roll a D12, and I'm going to answer a question that I have put together on our list of what happened at the underwater base. Okay? Everyone may and should participate and contribute, but it is the responsibility of the person who rolled to lock that answer in. This should be within reason, within canon, i.e. it can't contradict something that already exists, but can add or build upon things that we have not discussed. For example, here are people who could not have been there. The LT3, obviously you were doing stuff. Dr. Morrow, I would say I'm going to disqualify real Gutenberg away, but a fake Gutenberg can also be there. Um, Muncher, Threadbare, anything else, there is some flexibility, I guess, what you can add on top of it. And Fritz. And Fritz, thank you. Here are some people who I can say definitively were kidnapped, though. Wyvern, Hive, January, Ant-Min, Emily Slaughter, and Taxonomy. Okay. People who we know for a fact were on the outside was Tough Stuff, the Sommelier, Byron Zorn, and Flyboy. And some bad guys who you know about are the People's River and Triplicate. Oh, that's their name, huh? Triplicate and also uh, Big Jeff and Painkiller Larson. Would Night of Mirrors also count in people on the outside? This leads right into the example. For example, in canon, uh, the Night of Mirrors has already said that the Night of Mirrors is not participating. The Night of Mirrors was not, like, fucking busting into this water base and telling Milo that wasn't the case. What about the wife? <laughs> yeah, also, and also the wife. The wife was also in the In quotation wife. marks. Yeah. Here is the only wrinkle. I'm giving everyone one token to play, bro, you had to be there. Everyone gets one epic exaggeration during play. (laughs) Wyvern remembers it as fucking epic. Now, you may play this on your question or on someone else's question, but you can only do it once per game, and you have to say, bro, you had to be there. (laughs) Stunning. 
However, once you play Bro, You Have to Be There, the other players, you may slip back into your own players and interrogate Wyvern, which I will then need to run with and say and say that this actually happened, uh, as long as you all do it in character voice. Love it. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Does anyone else have any questions before we start? Nope. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, I rolled a six. Six. Two unexpected people bond. Who are they and what about? Very good. Incredible. (laughs) I mean, like, it has to be Ant-Man and Wyvern, right? (laughs) I was going to suggest Ant-Man and Hive, but Ant-Man feels like the right person here. Yeah, Yeah. Ant-Man definitely stands out. Um, Just to set the scene a little bit, I do like that I'm going first. So as Wyvern is starting to tell the story to the three of you in Dr. Morrow's uh, haunting lodge living room, you get the sense that you're kind of in a very, like, spare metal cage. Like, everything, remember, everything about the People's River is very, like, futurist sci-fi. Like, what did people in the 1970s think 2020 was going to look like? So, like, lots of chrome, lots of bright blue and white and things like that. So they're just, like, very much, like, in an all-metal, like, sparse closet but instead of a door there's like a gate that has vibrating purple energy kind of like warbling and wobbling in front of it sitting to the left of it is this like really really big super chunky i guess control panel is the only thing i could could say like there's lots of keyboards lots of dials uh lots of beeps and boops and lights and like there's a, a an incredibly oversized screen like a whole a whole wall in there like the size of a small like movie theater because uh you know they didn't get to uh get making small computers just yet when they figured all that stuff out for the people's river You also see there are a bunch of those People's River folk, so lots of people who look like they came in from a music festival, but then on top they have white lab coats. (laughs) It's like you see someone in like a crop top and like maybe a little glitter on their stomach and like jean shorts and Birkenstocks and then a lab coat. You see someone wearing like a Toon Squad Space Jam jersey and (laughs) like (laughs) and more jean shorts. Eric Silver? Is that you? No, it's not me. I'm not part of the People's River. And flip-flops but also like a lab coat on top of it someone like carrying around like a massive piece of of uh, science equipment someone has like an oversized cannon that they're like showing to each other and making specifications writing things down and i think that everyone has kind of been pulled in here and it's been like a few hours since everyone has been kidnapped and uh there's just been a lot of like looking around at each other and I think Wyvern also just, like, tries to strike up a conversation with Ant-Man at some point. Because, like, he does not know who she is, right? So it's just like, hey, so all of us are like this, and you're, like, someone's grandma? <laughs> can we Ouch. explain? Can we explain that is? Good job. He didn't, I don't think, no, he didn't say that. I mean, he, like, that's what the meaning. But I think, you know what? He probably just said that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of So did. we're all, we all have powers, and we're all like superheroes and stuff, but like you're someone's grand grandmother. In the comic book of this panel, whenever Wyvern says superhero, like I'm a superhero, there's a big asterisk next to it, and then in the bottom corner it says intern. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. And and man, maybe Ant Man says like, I have forgotten more during my dreams than you will ever know in your entire life. And then Wyvern's like, oh. Tell me, tell me more about that. What should I know? <laughs> <laughs> Her trap card. Buddy, that means nothing. <laughs> she just like tries to like drop life advice on him at all Yeah, times. she's an overflowing pitcher of nothing and he is an endless void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start saving for college now. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late at that point. Yeah. <laughs> or like old wives' tales from like the old country that he is she's now giving to him is like, oh I should man, I should keep salt in my pockets at all times. I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> this is so smart. And like, no, I don't think anyone has the heart to tell him who she is. If anyone, if everyone knows. Oh, outside of the story, Val has just like grabbed his face and be like, Don't listen to a single word <laughs> she tells you. Why? Sweet summer child. She's so she was really nice and she no. gave me a lot of advice. Why, no. who is she? Is she your grandma? Should I no. join the family? 
She she wanted to give me a job. I don't. Are you guys? No. Is do not chip take going jobs to? from her. I am honestly shocked that she didn't like attempt to murder you after you called her a grandma. Uh, that's very funny. I also don't think anyone has the heart to tell him. I I don't know who in the room would know, but I think Emily Slaughter would know. Oh, Emily. And she's just like sure. wouldn't say anything. <laughs> and I mean, like January knows because we've faced off against Ant Man. No, January also definitely knows. I think January. January is just like distraught right now. I think January just like does not know what's going on. So Emily Slaughter is making the choice not to help, but January just like is rattled. Um, I love this. I just want to, in my headcanon, think about on men and taxonomy in moose form becoming good friends because that's really <laughs> delightful for me. I don't know if they became close, but I like the idea that he is afraid of her and like Correct. she's like, can you become like one of the birds I saw? At the, the top top of the mount of Machu Picchu, and he's like, <laughs> okay, and then he turns into like a bird of paradise. <laughs> he's like, again, again, and she's like getting him to do stuff, and he's like, this mob woman is making me turn into animals. Correct, <laughs> the correct response. I love that as well. That's also canon. Wonderful. There you go. All right, going next is Gulia. Gulia's gonna roll. Gulia got a one. One. Some people are on edge. Who can't really hold it together? So I have two thoughts. One based on just what you just said, which is January is distraught. Mm -hmm. So January is probably not keeping it together. But I also think depending on, again, I don't know the motivations of Emily Slaughter at the moment, but Emily Slaughter not being able to like keep Mm. things together, like not being able to take control of the situation, I think is very interesting. I think it'd be both. I like that. I think January is just like obviously distraught, but like, yeah, let's pull on that Emily Slaughter stuff a little bit. What do you think she's doing? I am imagining she's trying to do like some weird meditation that she learned about on a podcast, like a female empowerment podcast or something like that. And every time like something clatters or someone walks by, she like is very not relaxed, obviously not meditating. Mm Mm-hmm. So I almost picture her, like, snapping at someone. Like, Mm. while Ant-Man and Wyvern are talking about, like, or taxonomy turns into, like, a weird animal that, like, touches her at one point and she, like, flips out. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's very good. Toucan. It's a toucan. Toucan flying around and lands on Emily Slaughter. And she's like, stop it. Get off. (laughs) Julia, can you roll a a D20? I'm just going to add some fun things to see what, what they learn as they go through. Can you roll a D20 and add plus three? Uh, that's a 19, 16 plus three. Hell yes. Okay, so while Emily Slaughter is meditating, I think that she might be meditating while staring at the gate itself. And I think at some points she goes over there and she like touches it and it like she zaps her. And then slowly she tries to touch it more and more. And as she like is getting used maybe to like the zap that is happening to it. And then she takes out her sword and she's like is messing with it. And her sword doesn't glow anymore. It's just like a regular katana. So what Emily Slaughter learns from the meditation is that she's inside a no superpower zone. Interesting. Especially since we already canonically established taxonomy is still changing into different animals. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe the powers don't activate once they actually touch the force field versus, like, not being able to function whatsoever within it. hmm Okay. Mm. I was trying to figure out, like, who would be the most interesting character to test that theory out as well. Sure. Like, if it's taxonomy, does taxonomy try to walk through as a moose or something like that? And then, like, some weird body horror stuff happens where now he's half a person, half a moose. Oh, no. Uh, Julia? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Yeah, dog. (laughs) Like, the moose tries to walk through and then, like, puts the nose in and the nose, like, becomes human on one side. And as more and more of the nose and then the face comes through, it's, like, human face. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And it hurts. I do not not like that. No. So then when he backs up, is he just a moose with a human's face? No, he comes back into moose. Okay, Okay, so it's only when it's contact. There's no residual effect, seems like. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it is now Brampton's turn. Let's roll. It's a me. Five. Five. Okay. Brandon, 
Someone reveals a secret. Who is it, and what do they reveal? <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. We could go funny with this. We could go important with this. Do you want to hear what my brain just said to me? Absolutely. In my own little thought chamber. Mm-hmm. January says I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that to yourself in your head? Where did that come from? You have to get him a snack immediately. His blood sugar is plummeting. Plummeting. Amanda, why is that a secret? And why does Jack have diabetes? We gotta be open about our like medical disabilities, okay? January shouldn't have to hide that from us. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Alright, I have some ideas. We could do my funny one is that Hive is actually afraid of bees. <gasps> oh, no. Oh. That'd be sad. We could do Somalier got her uh, Somalier license thing from, like, the equivalent of, like, you know, online Phoenix University or whatever. Sure. Um, we could do Byron admitting that he is actually running for or planning to run for mayor. They're in the party, right? Oh, someone found out about that. So maybe they're just like chatting or something or yeah, or someone sees Byron Zorn's text messages on his phone as he's checking them or something. Oh. And these are just ideas. No, those are interesting. I like those two, those last two, because someone had seen Byron Zorn or talking to some people who like seemed like real shady types. Like there were there were people who were gonna like put together the campaigns. You know, in like Parks and Rec when Catherine Hahn shows up, you're like, oh that person wants you to be a mayor. They definitely want that. The Somalier one's also good. I wonder how someone would have figured that one out. Because like did the Somalier just get their actual Somalier credit from a villain who just like wanted to get them more ingratiated into the the one percent, like to do rich person crimes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. if anyone, Emily would have known about the sommelier just yeah. because sure. Emily was the one that hired her and probably did the research and was like, actually, your degree does not make sense. Like the ending of The Music Man. <laughs> maybe, maybe she like ran the sommelier's accreditation in hiring her for the party. And then when she gets like caught off guard and somebody like brushes like her hair or something or like someone makes a loud noise nearby, she's like, sommelier isn't even accredited. <laughs> But we already know that she's pissed off and like on edge. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. I like that's hilarious. <laughs> that's very funny. I, Emily's just so on edge. And it's so, blurting and secrets. So, yeah. and blurting secrets. Brandon, make a history check plus four for me. Also, while Brandon does that, I would love to just explore very quickly how Hive being afraid of bees would make him the Batman of Lake Town City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourteen total. Okay, 14. Emily Slaughter has figured out that, yeah, she she got her sommelier license from someone who's, like, not accredited. Especially because it's weird because the sommelier has talked about the fact that they've spent all this time in, like, Italy and France and, like, did all this stuff. Like, who was she talking to and what was she doing in Italy? Like, was she just stealing was shit? It, was it, like, Rome, New York? Yeah. Well, yeah, was she in Rome, New York? <laughs> Which is like, must be like, what, 40 minutes outside yeah, of Lake Town at, City? Yeah, at the Trattoria in Rome. It's like, <laughs> man, this is a Little Caesars in Rome. <laughs> oh, bro, you had to be there, though, because Ooh. Aunt Min realizes that she has recognized the sommelier as, like, another con artist. Oh, I, I like that. that. I, I like that, that a lot. And so, like, what you were just saying, like, Rome, New York and stuff like that. She's like, yes, I ran into her at a... An airport Marriott at a Rome, New York, at a, a wine tasting class for a community college. Yeah, and the Sevalier like produces a f- smoke bomb and then runs away. No. Yeah, pulls out like both a fan to cover her face and a smoke bomb from her body. Yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. Run away! I love that so much. The comic panel like zooms out two degrees, then you see Wyvern just eating popcorn, like looking at it from across the room. It's like I heard there was free food here. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. I'm looking at a list of unaccredited institutions, and there's one that's Arium Phoenix University in Italy. So perfect. Yeah. There you go. There Absolutely. Go. I like the idea that Wyvern, like back, like talking to the LT3, like looks around and looks around and be like, "The Somalier doesn't even have a license." <laughs> <laughs> <It's fake." laughs> 
I mean, like, the sommelier test is kind of bullshit when you really think about it. It's like, oh, wow, you know a lot about wine. Who the fuck cares? Why do you have to take a test? <laughs> it's like another fucking patriarchy, you know? But, like, those people were going to spend a lot of money on her quote-unquote expertise when it wasn't even the expertise. It's just her superpowers. Also, what is terror? <laughs> I wanna... oh, it's the taste of place. <laughs> oh, that's what Aunt Min said. She's so smart. <laughs> no, no, stop it. <laughs> Make an attack roll. <laughs> Are you just like smacking Wyvern? Yeah. 18. Yeah, 18. You just smack him. Listen, we here at Join the Party do not condone corporal punishment for interns. However, <laughs> play with us in the space. This guy's just being a fucking goober. And, <laughs> and Val's is like, pop, pop. Just smacking him back into reality. Yeah, 100%. Hey, it's Amanda. Very occasionally when I need an extra special boost and I'm spending some time at home, either uh, late morning or over the weekend or maybe time after work, I'll take my duvet from my bed and sit with it on the couch. And I don't think there is anything more snow day, sleepover, you know, homesick, but not that sick, but just enough sick that you cannot go to school feeling than sitting with your duvet on your couch. Highly recommend. Welcome to the mid-roll. The blanket says sweet dreams on it. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially those of you who joined us recently. Allie, Joseph, Kate, Dallas, Asaf, Tyler, Kyle, and Ellie. The show is made possible by you, our patrons, and we honestly could not make this happen without you. If you, listener, want to support Join the Party, have your name read here on the show, get access to all kinds of amazing bonus content, and join officially, we got a certificate in the mail. I mailed it to myself, but still I got it. The best place on the internet, our patron-only Discord. You can do that at patreon.com slash join the party pod. We also recently introduced Party Planning, which is our new Patreon-exclusive podcast all about how to play tabletop games at home. It's advice for GMs, for players, for getting into gaming, all kinds of stuff. It's a video podcast. You can watch our faces. It's off and running in episode five featuring Eric and I is now out. That's at patreon.com slash join the party pod. And if you're like, Amanda, I'm already a Join the Party patron and I want other ways to support Multitude and maybe another like very fun weekly podcast I can listen to, the answer's head heart gut. This is our exclusive friendly debate show for the multi-crew. That's the membership program of people who support Multitude in our mission to be a home for independent podcasters on the internet and to make great shows that are themselves homes for communities. Ted Harkut. Listen, every month we take an iconic set of three items from pop culture or the world we live in and pit them against each other. In the first three weeks, each of our contestants presents their choice about the best uh, color or fruit or, I don't know, Pixar movie. That would be really fun. Hopefully that happens soon. That's in our definitive survey of greatness. And then in week four of each month, every contestant participates together in a formal structured debate. We have friends from the multitude host family. We have special guests that come in as participants or judges. We um, introduce you to new people who you may or may not be seeing more of on multitude in the future. We've decided the best movie sequel, the best thing to do at a theme park, the best utensil, so much more. And there are more than two years worth of weekly episodes for you to enjoy. Join for as little as five bucks a month at multicrew.club to get access to Head Heart Gut. Well, now that I talked about my duvet, guys, I am just feeling like I just wish I was under my duvet right now. But what I am doing is wearing a full outfit of Brooklyn and loungewear. And that is a pretty good second. If you ever wondered if you could pull off just like wearing a comforter as an outfit all day long, the loungewear from Brooklinen is the closest you're going to get. That same Sunday morning snooze, cozy feeling is now possible to get in tees, tanks, joggers, and more. The loungewear has classic cuts and no zippers for limitless comfort that you can pull off in real life. You can luxuriate in your coziness all day long. Long. I wear their lounge tees to work most days of the week, and now I'll wear their lounge tank tops under like tunics and sweaters. It's so comfy. They look great with joggers, jeans, overalls, leggings, whatever else you're wearing. So go ahead and get comfortable and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code join the party to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K. L-I-N-E-N dot com and enter promo code join the party for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code join the party.
We are also sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh combines convenience and cost saving in a way that will help you get the stuff you need to get done in your life and then make dinner a little bit easier. Now, we told you all about HelloFresh's meal kits, but did you know that they also now offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready-to-eat salads, sandwiches, and soups? You can enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between with the HelloFresh market. I love knowing that if I have a particularly busy week ahead, I can stock up on the grab-and-go items and bring some salads to work or have some soups on hand after coming home late that I can heat up real quick. So go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePart14 and use code JoinThePart14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePart14 and use code JoinThePart14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When there are things that you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, people in your daily life, and you need to get it off your chest and talk to someone about it, that is what therapy can be. Therapy is a huge part of my life. It's something I'm really grateful for. And I do it via BetterHelp because it lets me do my therapy from the comfort of my own home. And I was able to really match with a counselor that I feel gets me and who has specialties in the stuff that I am looking for. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to and don't have to drag yourself into a waiting room, which is awesome. It is more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. You deserve to unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback from someone that's on your side, and you might be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. So see if it's for you. Go to betterhelp.com slash join the party to get 10% off your first month of therapy. That is betterhelp.com slash join the party, where join the party listeners will get 10% off your first month. And now let's get back to the show. Amanda, roll that D12. I got a 12. Ooh, 12. Okay. My dice. Interesting. Here we go. Here is where the fun starts, all right? Uh-oh. Number 12. Someone in here is someone you didn't see at the party. Who are they? Are they powered or not? Now, Amanda, this is where I have entertained the idea of creating things here. This can be someone, a totally new person. This is going to be an NPC. I'm putting this in your hands. Or it can be someone who you thought was going to be at the party and wasn't. But you have totally has permission here to create a new person of whoever uh, strip you choose. The original Aggie is there. <laughs> <laughs> I think when uh, when Emily is brushed by the toucan feathers and gets startled <laughs> and screams, we hear a door open from further down in the room that this chamber is in. Sure. And we see someone from the People's River check in. And I would say that his clothing is not really in line with the other members. There are like beat up boots, very kind of Carhartt style jeans and a button-down shirt, like a heavy like winter weight flannel shirt with the lab coat over the top. But it's like a very new lab coat. Like this person is either new to the People's River or doesn't wear it very often. Sure. Um, and there is a North Country secondary lacrosse cap on his head. Mm. And it's Brian Roper. Oh, shit. Brian Roper is a like newly hired guard enforcer for the People's River. Whoa. That's bad. Oh, man. So he's just, like, working for them now? Yeah. He's, like, moonlighting? Yeah, he's, like, moonlighting as security for the People's River? You know, he was a a cop in a previous timeline, so he's a corrupt, uh, you know, government employee in this one. Hot damn. So, like, he comes over and, like, check out all of them? Yeah, yeah. He pokes his head in, like, oh, is everything right in there? And everyone's, like, you know, response, they will respond. He's, like, oh, no medical emergencies. All right, whatever. And, like, goes back to watch baseball. (laughs) I so he's that. just a classic security guard is what you're going for here. He's a yeah, inattentive. Uh, this is his second job. You know, wants to put lifts on his pickup truck. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but they could build him really good lifts. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said lifts in my brain, but my ears heard lips. 
<laughs> and so I was thinking of a truck with lips. <laughs> yeah, just like those fuzzy ones. <laughs> or he watched one of those trucks that have like the eyelashes too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With lips on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the idea because I was trying to, when you were saying this, I was like, oh man, trying to get in with the city council. Like, oh, trying to get someone high in the top. But like, Brian Roberts is a fucking dude and he's he must just be a security guard. Yeah. I also like the idea that like maybe he has. Like, does he have something on him that makes him trackable by the People's River? Because, like, I there has to be some amount of tech here. And, like, they wouldn't build him lifts for his truck. They wouldn't give him a super truck. No. Because he's not, like, good enough. You know what I think he's, it uh, is? He's not, like, devoted to making Mother Earth better through technology and preserving what we're doing in this new age. I think that they've made him like a sonic screwdriver. They've made him yeah. a, a like handyman tool that repairs things because he never bothered to really learn. He just kind of has this like fail safe. I grew up here. Someone gave me a pretty nice job and I get a housing allowance job. Hell yeah. Oh my God. And he's played by a different actor after the time shark. He is yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that also like probably records everything he does. Yeah. Yeah, like probably. he just uh, he wouldn't know, no. but like definitely they know where he is and who he's talking to at all times if he's holding it or like it has like a pretty decent uh, microphone that like picking things up within like 20, yeah. 30 feet, right? Yeah, I think it's like a, um, a Swiss Army knife pen style thing yeah. that also has a recorder and picks up what he's eating because if he's not going vegan, then he's just not dedicated. That's, That's true. true. Honestly, like probably right. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna be like Brandon. That's too weird, but like no, probably right. I fucking love that. That's great. They do like a quarterly review. They're like, so you went to Five Guys Burgers and Fries five times this quarter. Uh huh. Be honest with us, Brian. How many times? None. Brian, how many times? One. Brian, 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 a little higher, huh? Mm, Brian, I know that you've talked about ways for you to be more of a part of the river, but if you don't stick to our diet, then. I don't know if there's an opportunity for growth here. <laughs> you also put a grilled cheese on your burger, which <laughs> I didn't know you could do. The buns were grilled cheese. <laughs> Is there a way to make that vegan? <laughs> there's like a little bit of like vegan powers from Scott Pilgrim in this too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. I would be very curious to see if his just total lack of responsibility and ineptitude ends up being the reason that everyone escapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. I like that. All right. Well, actually, let's build right on this. I rolled a nine. What do the People's River say is the reason everyone is here? Does anyone believe it? I think Brian Roper turns around and, like, just openly talks and be like, so why are we doing this again? Just, like, so we're all on the same page. I didn't get, like, why are all these folks here? Collateral? You didn't get the memo. Hostage? <laughs> I think collateral, Brandon, that's really good. I think they just, someone's like, Brian, you need to check your email more, but they're collateral. For Mother of, Earth? <laughs> well, for the larger plan that's all happening here, remember, from all the stakeholders that we have. No, I didn't, I'm going to, I don't get good service here because we're underwater in... <laughs> So if you could just well here just get I'm not gonna give you could just use my phone but you don't get the you don't get Wi-Fi privileges, <laughs> bro. You had to be there because the moment someone said the word stakeholder in her presence, Emily Slaughter fucking erupted and she was like, <laughs> "Are you fucking kidding me, stakeholders? If there was actually a mission, actually stakeholders, actually deliverables, actually a uh, a way to like measure success, any kind of like ROIs, metrics of success, like like KPIs that we're actually fucking measuring for this fucking." Project. If you brought me on as a consultant at any point, this entire thing could have helped you not fuck up, not fuck up, not to, not to have to uh, 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 hire outside freelancer uh, heroes to to abduct Lake Town City's most famous hero group. But you didn't even get all of us, by the way. Only only three of the four, and uh, you know I or, or two two of the four. Look around. Wait, I knew fucking sorry thing I wasn't here. God, uh, <laughs> how what what are you even trying to do? Well, how is this an effective strategy? How? First of all, I think that all of us would have a much more productive conversation if we took it down like four notches. You know that's feminism 1.0, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, we actually prefer to call them 
tofu holders as opposed to <laughs> steak holders. <laughs> Terrible, <laughs> awful. Terrible. I think also taxonomy like walks over as a person and is like, Emily, they're not run. I know you want to optimize everything, but we're we're the one of the good we're the good people here. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Emily lays her hands on taxonomy's shoulders and she's like, Who is good and who is bad, taxonomy? If I'm not in charge, it's all bad, okay? That's what I've come to accept about myself. I didn't want to like own that, but part of my feminism, my growth, my journey is owning what I'm all about. Then she looks at that man and points at Min for like validation. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I want to become an older woman who can own her fashion, own her look, own herself, own her stories, dominate the room, regardless of who does or does not want to listen to her stories at any given time. And I don't do that by getting kidnapped. Who's on my Insta right now? Who's monitoring our social? Who's social listening right now? Who's listening to our social? Uh, tough stuff probably is look at looking at our Insta. She's still on probation. She doesn't even have the logins. <laughs> Outside of the story, Val just turns to the group and be like, they haven't hired someone to do their social media? Like, uh, don't they have more money than us? What is, what's going on here? I'm just saying, I thought this gala was a really good opportunity to pivot, to take someone else's opportunity and take it as my own, our, our own, our own, our own, our own. <laughs> Jesus. Instead, I am sitting in Lake fucking Champlain, waiting to be rescued. That is not what girl bosses do. I'm genuinely a little scared. So yeah, man, you had to be there. It was, it was fucking. It was it was wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no notes, no notes, man. <laughs> no notes. No, it's great. I, everyone definitely gives Emily Slaughter a wide breath of room the entire time, uh, and man, like coolly, just takes note of that and thinks and thinks about it for a second. Hell, okay, note to yes. self check in on potential upcountry keeper mob connections about two weeks from now. Oh, 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 Gulia, why don't you go ahead? Roll that d12. It's my turn again. I, boy, yep. an eight. Eight. Oh, Julia, perfect. The sommelier has been hired for two hours. What does she do <laughs> during that time? How does she designate when that time runs out? Val had asked her for help, and she's like, I don't want to get involved. This is too much. I'm like kind of a freelance vigilante. I'll do whatever. And then Val uh, hired her for two hours because she rolled a nat one and sent you an old rate card that was like $100 an hour. So you have two hours of the sommelier's time to like help, whatever that means. And uh, what does she do during those two hours? Oh, I feel like the sommelier might have been like reluctantly slowly making her way down to the vitamin M factory. But in that time was either intercepted or ran into tough stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm. And they just bonded immediately. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, shit. They are just like in each other's energy. They are vibing real hard. And so... I figure Tough Stuff was probably also on the way to, like, had some way of tracking down Emily and Taxonomy. Yes. And so was heading towards the Lake Champlain where the People's River lab was. And so was like, okay, you're wonderful. Come with me. We'll deal, we'll deal with that. That seems like it falls under the qualifications of the very vague mission that Volcani gave me. So I'm going to go and we're going to rescue the small rabbit and others. Mm-hmm. I love, I love and that. And then they kiss. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. In the, you mean in the spinoff comic, Tough Stuff and Wine Girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that, that if she ever becomes a hero, that's her hero name. Once she becomes a wide girl, she's a millennial superhero. Yeah. No, that's very funny. Or the goblet. That's maybe. I'll I'll keep working on this. I'll keep working on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that one in my pocket. But no, 100%. I think the Somalier helps tough stuff. Uh, The Somalier is rerouted towards Lake Champagne because what the tough stuff realized is that the water base is right in between Vermont and New York. So there's no jurisdiction there. It's. So that's why no one, no one is trying going actually to help and take down the underwater base. I love it. Like uh, interstate bureau, like uh, what they, a pain. Not neither of the state governments want to do anything about it. They're going to step on each other's toes. It's it's a whole thing. How does the sommelier let someone know that they're done working? 
I mean, it's got to be an automatically sent invoice. Yeah, for sure. That's got to be it. Like, there's a timed invoice. She schedules it, and then it sends, and she gets the notification that it's sent, and so she just stops doing whatever she's doing. Yeah. (laughs) Probably has, like, an app, and so when she, like, hits accept on the job, then it'll just, like clock her in when she starts going yeah and send an invoice two hours later that's very and probably funny. she gets a notification telling her to stop working mm-hmm, girl mm-hmm. boss that's very funny julia keep that in your pocket we'll we'll come back to that brandon it is now your role uh eight okay we did eight all right let's go down we're gonna we did eight we did nine we're gonna go down to ten brandon the villains seem like they're kicking ass here and they have a handle on this whole kidnapping all of these good people situation What have they done to demonstrate that they're doing a good job? And who is considering switching to the bad guys? Ooh. Hmm. Big Jeff. It's Big Jeff. Bruh, you had to be there. I forgot that you get one of these two. I get the one as yeah, I get one as well. Bruh, you had to be there. At one point, like 10 of the same person showed up. And, like, I do not know how they got there. It was wild. And then they all said that they killed Vulcani. Well, that's not fucking true. They (laughs) murdered you. They said that they pushed you off of the top of the building that we were at. And they were all talking about, like, oh, yeah, it was so wonderful. Feeling them splat on the ground. I can listen to that forever as my ringtone. Hello, I'm Triplicate. They were the one that jumped off the building. I never <laughs> fell off any building. I fell off lots of buildings, but Volcani never has. Well, I didn't think you were dead. <laughs> I didn't think you were dead, but they said so. And then everyone thought you were dead. And how did everyone react in that room, by the way? To <laughs> yeah, die? yeah. Who was excited? Who was excited that they Specifically were Specifically the old grandma. How did she feel about that? <laughs> Oh, she didn't. She didn't really say anything. I don't know. Let's see. Is that your she mom? She didn't say anything. Your mom should have said something. She's not my mom. <laughs> well, who was swayed? Brandon, who was swayed by Volcani's possible death? I feel like there are a couple. There's only like two options here. So let me know what y'all think. But like, Ant Man is like an option because Ant Man could be swayed to like manipulate the situation and like quote unquote join their side in order to like further whatever cause she may have. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Toxatomy could be like, fuck yeah, let's save the Earth. They are clearly more capable than Emily Slaughter is, or something like that. You know who else could also be swayed by the let's save the Earth argument? Hive. The bees. The bees. We gotta save the bees. Gotta save the bees! Oh, yeah! That's good. I like that. I think Taxonomy is really interesting. He also he does work at a tech company. As canonically, he's just like a coder and he just like does this in his free time as well. Mm. I will also say not to dispel any of the other things because I think these are all good ideas. You can also create a new person if you would like to. There is another person in here who haven't addressed and you were like, oh, this other person who was at the party who also got kidnapped. They also might have been swayed over. So you can create a new villain if you'd like to. I don't know why I like this, but (laughs) I don't know if it makes sense for this particular situation. But I really like the idea of someone like an invisible man, and he's just been in his cage the whole time. Oh fuck yeah, that. dude! Do I it. love that. Do and it. then he just like, like steps forward from the wall. It's <laughs> <Just> like hello. <laughs> I like that. There's just a person you see. Like there's some movement, and then just like gets to the. Oh, does the water? Do they displace the water? And yeah, then like, you oh, get to see yeah. his outline. Yeah, if there's water, there might be like water on the ground because it is an underwater base, and like you see the splashes <laughs> in the water, and then you see like just a hand press up against the vibrating purple thing, Ooh. and the, and some of indeterminate like anything is just like, yeah, I like what you got. I like what you guys are doing. Can you let me out? And then they, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. And they just like open it for a second. And now like there's an invisible person on the on the bad guy side now. I fucking love that. <laughs> Emily's like, that's all it takes. <laughs> there was someone in here the whole time? I do not like that. <laughs> that's very good, Brandon. Amanda, it is now your turn. Okay. I got a nine. A nine? Eleven. We're gonna go to eleven here. With 9 and 10 we've done so far. 11, it doesn't seem as bad as you think. What is a moment that gives everyone hope? Ooh. Bro, you had to be there, okay? Oh! Oh. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We were just chilling, trying to find a way to escape out of this room. And then we hear this huge boom and a crack. And the water starts, like, leaking into the cell, right? And... (sighs) 
I don't. I can't tell you for certain what happened, but I'm pretty sure it was Monty just trying to get us out. Whoa! Probably just a small little crayfish got into a, ga- <laughs> a, a wheel somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. caused something to break. You know, you know the guy we learned about in middle school, Monty. Just oh, he just showed up. And he was trying cool. to break us out. Cool. <laughs> Did you actually see Monty, or was it like a situation where something big happened underwater, and you just assumed, oh, it must be the mythological sea creature that lives in our lake? Yeah, yeah that's what happened. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> <laughs> the LC three make eye contact. We 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 know what happened in that boathouse. <laughs> I think that Monty gives everybody hope and everyone who grew up in Lake Town City, like even a little corner of Emily's heart, certainly a corner of Min's heart because she definitely has a like there be dragons, you know, map somewhere in her collection storage unit somewhere. All of them are like, oh, shit, who's coming to rescue us? And I think it actually really fun. I wonder who everyone assumes is coming to rescue them. I think Wyvern 100% thinks that it is Monty. I think Hive (laughs) um, expects... The LT3, I think January probably pictures Des in like a submarine. Um, <laughs> Aunt Min, I don't know. Does she think it's like Dom in a scuba suit coming to like rescue her and we can know nah. their romance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The more Julia Dom, hates Dom it. In a, Dom yeah. 5 in a fucking diving bell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that a lot. Gross. And I think Emily maybe is like, I'll be so pissed if this is Lake Town 3 coming to the LC3 coming to get me. I think Texan me thinks that it's Sour Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> and like assumes that he went off course and like veered into the uh, the bunker. Hell yes. But that moment definitely gives everybody hope. I love that. I don't know. This is totally completely unrelated to anything, but I don't know why we had never had, had Carmen make a like an anti-promotional meme where it's Flyboy, but it's just a fly with with his face on it. I love that. Well, because if they linked it back to us, then it would be bad press for us. That's true. That's true. I love that, though. I think Carmen's made a lot of them, and at various times, both Aggie and Val has turned it down. <laughs> I think we just share them in the group chat. In the, in the, the group chat, point, yeah, We yeah, don't yeah. actually, like, post them. Yeah, that's yeah, There's fair. definitely a shit posting group chat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a flyboy paper meme, too. <laughs> Just stuck to it. Like, just, yeah, just him, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, either he's a fly or it's him stuck to, to fucking paper. It's very good. It's like, this guy's disgusting. <laughs> Hell yes. I love that. All right. It is now the final round of Bruh, You Had to Be There. Brandon, as the brains, please roll 1d4. 1d4? Yes. Whoa. Three. Three. Oh, we're back to Brandon. As you are the, you are the three. Brandon, it is your responsibility to take us home here. And I think we all will contribute to this final question. Who saves the day? How does it happen? Who comes out the hero? Bro, Monty busted through this fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do two. You can't do two. But you'll get one Monty. No, he's just in the bro. Monty is still there. He's still there. Look, it's one of those things where it's like a point of view. Like we cut from one person's point of view and it's fucking Monty. And then we go to reality. (laughs) Yeah, Wyvern is still going off on how Monty saved everyone. But in reality, it's something totally different. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Who actually saved the day? I paid Sommelier a lot of money. (laughs) By that, I need $200. (laughs) Yeah. Does the Sommelier distract all of the people's river with some bullshit talk about natural wine <laughs> as Tough yeah. Stuff just walks in and unlatches the cage from the front. Yes, and the sommelier is a traveling wine yes. salesperson who yes. is selling natural wines, biodynamic yes. wines. Uh-huh. No sulfates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no sulfates. sulfates. And then Recycled glass, yeah. Tough Stuff maybe like goes around back or something. Yeah, and it's just comically easy. Like it's just unlatching yeah. the cage. Has to like punches Brian Roper in the back of the head. He never just sees fun. her coming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, here I I want to put this all together. All right, here's what I, so we have Wyvern's like, whoa, it's Monty, as like the hole gets a little bit bigger of water as it's <laughs> gushing into this cage. And I think at the same time, you see like the sommelier and tough stuff on the other side, and the sommelier is like, I don't, how are we gonna get down there? And tough stuff says, how else? We're gonna go the tough way. And then the sommelier uh. like puts on like a scuba suit that she pulls out from her own body as like <laughs> and she wraps her hand, her arms around tough stuff as they just jump in the water and just goes vroom and just bursts through uh, like a, the side of this underwater base. 
she and then like uh, the sommelier takes off her scuba suit like she's fucking James Bond and still wearing her little black dress underneath. It's like <laughs> I have plenty of natural wines I can give you. She starts pulling them out of her own body. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then and tough stuff does like the Black Widow in the first Avengers thing, just like fucking punching through people's bodies. <laughs> Correct. And like just body slamming people as she yeah she like hits Brian Roper in the back of the head and then just punches right through the control panel. That uh, that has everything, and then taxonomy definitely becomes a giant stingray. Yeah, swims people to the surface. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay. Cute. Everyone is able to dis- escape. I think in the various ways as people are flying away, then you see like the underwater base is like fucking <laughs> is fucking sinking. But of course, it's the bottom of a great lake, so it's not like the ocean. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just not as good. You can still see it from the surface, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> like later on, some ten-year-olds will swim down and be like, "Hey, what's that?" <laughs> so, Brandon, I think the big question though is who comes out the hero here? Like, I I don't want to give the tough stuff, but like they both have equal thanks to be given for this yeah. rescue is their new like power duo is that the hero yeah maybe tough stuff quits the upcountry keepers yeah i feel like i feel like the upcountry keepers did not leave a good impression on shannon redwine and tough oh my god her name is redwine it was meant to be oh oh shit mm. oh no well i think also because emily slaughter busted up and said that that tough stuff was still on probation yeah and like they definitely got oh, back yeah, to her yeah, definitely yeah. yeah they definitely had like comms on or something <laughs> yeah or like tough stuff has a track they all have tracking devices in each other literally for this and like as they got close enough you could hear like emily slaughter like fucking raged like like that one video of christian bale on set yeah it's like that yeah. Like that yeah and tough stuff definitely heard all that this is a great outcome for the lc3 and you know what tough stuff doesn't care that sommelier's license is isn't accredited no. Tough stuff. Tough stuff loves unconditionally. Tough stuff. Tough love. Soft love. Something wow. in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love. This that. is unfortunately my favorite couple now on the show. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm very into it. I love them falling in love and then she snorlax body slams into the water. <laughs> my favorite couple is Monty and Wyvern. <laughs> Wyvern talking more about Monty. Uh, Wyvern definitely goes down to the lake at like two in the morning every day now and just talks to Monty. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Oh, that is really cute. That is absolutely adorable. Wonderful. All right. Well, we have played our game of bro, you had to be there. <laughs> Hooray! And I think as we we can walk back into the other room and you guys can get back into your characters. Ow! Ow! Clorm. So Okay, so Somalier and Tough Stuff, they they rescued you guys? Yeah, I mean, like, Monty was definitely really involved in all of it, I would say, but no <laughs> one else remembers it like that. But I just gotta live my own truth and everything. I think we should try to find... Do you know he was real? No one told me that. There are so many secrets about this city that I don't know anything about. Yes, and then Val turns to Aggie. Should I have tipped her more? <laughs> <laughs> There's like a panel where she, everyone is swimming up to the surface and she also has like, she has her scuba suit back on and then she like, her phone lights up and then she like gives a salute to everyone jauntily and swims away in a different direction. Cool. (laughs) Because it was the two of them, they were able to recover because they were able to do it in less than two hours. It was actually very efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds like she was really clutch, but also that the People's Ripper was really easily distracted by natural wine. What is that? I mean, like, I think it's because they're, like, really into... You know, the even when it says no added sulfates, there's still sulfates. Like, sulfates still get added to wine through the process of creating wine and fermentation, right? Aggie nods slowly. But orange wine. Have you tried orange wine? <laughs> Milo, I feel like if I feed you orange wine right now, you might die. <laughs> Again. Is that, like, something you can get at uh, at a grocery store for, like, two fifty? How old are you? Old enough to party. <laughs> All right. Smack. We'll listen as Wop. <laughs> well listen, as long as January is safe, I guess we have a lot to figure out in terms of uh who we work for and where that budget comes from and where all of it runs out. You are absolutely right, Aggie. But Dr. Morrow's rich on her own without like government funds, right? Yeah, yeah. She could just keep paying. No, us. that's that's true. It's it's more like, you know, 
It's like when when uh, you know when one of your well, you're fighting with your siblings and then uh, and then like someone else makes fun of your sibling then you have to defend the sibling and then at the end of the day you're just mad at two people now instead of one like that's that's just what it's like right now and I'm just working through it I'm just working through it. Milo and I are both only children. Yeah, so. no, nope, that occurred to me as I was saying it. Yeah, um, I think we could use a more in depth contract that spells out a lot of this detail. Yeah, yeah, a contract would be very yeah, useful, no, wouldn't it, it? It would. But January safe. I mean, Fritz, Fritz, you came in clutch, man. Thank you again. Oh, Fritz, do you want to be on our team? Uh, Fritz raises the mug to the three of you and says, no. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. You have a lot to focus on. You have to go to the Stanley Cup this year. Working on it. Can we have behind the ice tickets or no, whatever? not the time. Behind, <laughs> behind the ice? Behind the ice tickets. <laughs> Yeah, they're underneath, and you can see the shadows of the guys going. Yeah, by. when they they clip through the ice, that's where you get the best scene. <laughs> Look, I just died. Leave me alone. You can't keep using that as an excuse. Yeah, you got like six hours left on that, bud. Isn't that like your thing? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> true. Uh, Wyvern holds up one of his arms that still has like sticky honey residue, and he's like, "Oh, we can sign each other's bee casts." Don't touch me, Wyvern. Yeah. And that Hive is like, "Hey." Don't touch it. The bees worked really hard on these. Hey, all of you make constitution checks for you. You, Brandon, you have disadvantage because you're in a bee cast. I got a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I got a 24. Uh-oh. Uh, I rolled a one and a two. Um, <laughs> you guys both got nat ones? We, we both, both got, got that one. Um, what is happening to this game? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> With both of you have nat ones, you look down in a moment and you realize that the mu- that at once some point Mega Muncher ate your phones. Oh no! <laughs> you must have dropped your phones because you don't have good pockets in your costumes. But you drop your phones and they are not there. That cannot be canonical. <laughs> that multi tool has bad pockets. In her <laughs> I will accept that. I'm I dropped sorry. It, it just with can't. An, listen, a nat one. Unfortunately, one of the many pockets oh, must have ripped. Yeah, no, you were putting something in and then taking it out, and you must have had it, it fell, open. Yeah, if it, the pocket was open. It was Damn. a great pocket, but it was open. I will accept that. Um, so Mega Muncher destroyed your phone, and Milo, you left your phone in the dead zone. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Milo doesn't need a natural one to lose his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Anubis has your Anubis yeah. has your phone and is texting and everybody. Your phone number, yeah. Anubis has texted uh, Lucas and told him when he was gonna die, and he's like, "Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that to a person." So you're gonna have to tell Lucas about that later. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's just like a link to a countdown clock. <laughs> Lucas, just don't go there on that day and that time. It's You'll inevitable. Be fine. Anubis says, mm, you can't stop it. Death is coming for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that with a with a 22, uh, Val, this is you feel like you are raging because you are something on you is vibrating and creating heat. And you look down and you realize your phone is fucking freaking out. It is like you have it on vibrate and it is creating friction because you are getting so many notifications. And I think at that point, as Hive is talking about his life story, maybe becoming an apiarist and then realizing that he was good at it, been being like an urban beekeeper, and then now then he became a vigilante, and then he saw the invitation at like a local bodega, and then he wanted to come, and then all of this happened. But he doesn't say all of that because Carmen fucking kicks the door in and says, where are your phones? Val just holds flares up like... So incredible. Check them. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop laughing at Brandon. (laughs) Carmen put on pants and shoes to come do that. (laughs) Carmen put on like a nice shirt to come scream at you. We were debriefing after, like, a really horrible night. What is up? And you can see, like, as you scroll through your notifications, it's tons of you and LT3 getting tagged. Every so often, every 10, Carmen is just like, where are you? With a different emoji. (laughs) And is just screaming at you. It was like, you have 30 seconds before all the reporters in Lake Town City show up. Put on your fucking nice costumes.